0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Sherman Dafyomi. My name is Itzhak Shalom. We're now in uh, the Mishnah of Masachat Yoma Nas Daf Samech Amud Bet. Uh, continuing with our description of the Avodah of the Kohen Gadol. We just left off with the sending of the Seir Mish and now Valo Eitzel The Kohen Gadol, in the meantime, would come to the Parin Seir, the animals that are left over that have to be burned up. And, and remember, any time that you have a korban whose dam comes inside the Beit HaMikdash, the animal by definition has to be then burned up outside of the city. Now, and first he would tear them open and take the emurim out that would go up on the Mizbeach. He'd put them into a pot that would, and then to burn them on the Mizbeach. Then he'd take the rest of the animal and tie them, sort of braid them together. And then they get taken out to Beit HaSrephat remember the person who burns them uh has Tumat Gadim, just like the Mishala that we dealt with in the previous Mishnah. What is it? the minute they leave the Azara, or or No, you have to actually be burning it, and a majority has to have caught fire. Okay. Viktiran in the Mishnah it said that he would put them on the in the pot and burn them. Uhm, he put them in the pot in order to burn them on the mizbeach. Right? Burn them, uh, right on. what is Not like a basarola where you first flay the skin off and then cut it up into pieces. You would not flay it, but you would cut it up into pieces and then tie the pieces together, meaning with the pelt. Immediately, how do we know? The tiny Rabbi Yomer Namarcan, in our context, it says, "Or Uvasaru Feresh, the pelt and the flesh and the dung." Namarla or uvasar uferesh, and it says the same thing in the context of the chata tanis of uh, the of some of the parim ani shafim. Mal al aldei ytuach for have shade. In that case, we cut it up but do not flay it i kind of, about Same thing here. How do we know there that that's how we treat it? you take its innards and its dung and you take it out. You take it out as is. I might think you burn it as is, one big body. That uh, you take the uh, the head and the legs. And what does it say in the context of a korban olav? Just like in an olah, you cut it up into pieces. So same thing here. So if that's the case, then maybe just like in an olah, you flay the skin off. Same thing here. So therefore here it says, What is that? How do we learn it from there? meaning just like the dung is inside its innards, similarly the flesh is inside its skin, and we do not flay it. Okay, the last item in the Mishnah was tamim uh, And we have the Machloket, whether it's when it leaves the Azorah, or Rabbi Shimon's opinion much later, when it has already gotten inflamed. You take the outside of the camp and burn it, now remember the camp, when we speak about the camp in the in HaYikra we're talking about three camps. The camp of the Shekhinah which is the Chatzer of the, of the Mishkan the camp of the Levi'im and then the camp of Israel the entire camp. Uh, the parallel in Yerushalayim is the Machanei is the Azara and everything inside. The Machanei Levi is Harbait, and Machanei Israel is the city of Yerushalayim, the walls. Now uh, in the context of taking it out, you have to go outside of all three camps. But here, you have only one camp. Which means, the minute that you walk out of the Azara, which is one camp, you already have Tumat Gadim. So that's there to tell you Tumap Gadim happens right away. And that's, of course, Tana our Mishnah. Pahata minaalan the tiny rotsi at kol in the context of the parnisa raf chutz the shalosh machanot has to go outside of all three to be burned maybe it's just outside of the azarah shomer befar haedayel mechutz the machanet when it says in the context of par el m'davish al tseibur mechutz the machanet she ain't tall mechomer there's no need to say that you're going to burn that like you burn the first par which is outside of the camp. Why does it again say, to go a second camp out? When it talks about taking the Deshan of the Mizbeach outside of the camp, again, it already says you take it to where the deshen is spilled out. That tells us that outside is always outside of all three. There is no middle ground. So what does Rabbi Shimon do with that, considering he says that Tumat Gadim only starts when you get to the end and it's burning? To just teach you that it always is outside of three camps. And just like with the Parat Chatat, it's to the east of Yisholayim, because it's to be facing the Mikdash, similarly here. Rabbanan sorry flu, the rabbanan disagrees. So where do you burn it? and in a bright that says to the north, where it's zofim. They're burned right at Beit Tadashen. Amar So who disagrees with them? It has to be there for the purposes set up for the purposes of the of the ashes. And he says, "No, what it means is it has to be in the place of shefech, meaning it has to be on a slope." Maybe the disagreement is not about where, but about whether it can be on a slope or not, or must be on a slope. If we say somewhat similar to what we had about the and not the guy who escorts him. Uh, so the fellow who ignites the fire and lights the fire, he doesn't have Tumat Gaddim. Not the guy who lays out the wood. Who's that? The guy who actually helps put it in when it's burning. I might think if somebody else comes along to help after they've already become ashes, otam. only when the animal is still a recognizable animal. Only when it's a par, but when the, the the flesh has gotten all melty, then it's not metamebgodim. Where they disagree. If it's made like singed um and it's no longer recognizable as a par. The Rebbe Elizabeth Yaakov says it's not in anymore. But it's not ashes yet, so according to Tanakama, it would. All right, last Mishnah of the Parakam, gadol, hegea sair la midbar. They would tell the coin gadol the seir has made it to the midbar, and they would go to the next step. bar. How would they know? Dirkaota yodin. The first opinion is that they had uh stands up out in the Midbar when he they would wave uh, uh, turbans or wave uh, some sort of a fabric to let people know that it had gotten there They didn't need that, they had a different siman. from your until this place called Beit Chidud, uh, which is this place that would be where the Midbar begins, is three milin. mil, mil, they would remember they would walk out one meal to escort, they'd come back one meal, they'd wait another twenty minutes or so. If you're din the midbar, they would know that it's gotten to the midbar, which means according to of Yehuda, as we've seen earlier, the minute that it gets out into the desert, that's already considered the mitzvah is considered to have been done, was why Tsumat Gadim begins. Very famously, there was another siman, La they had that stre- that scarlet ribbon on the opening of the Hechal. <speaking in Hebrew> it would go, turn white. <speaking in Hebrew> Based on the pasuk <speaking> in <Hebrew> So you can, from our mission, you can infer that this <speaking> in Beit <Hebrew> Chidudo was in the desert. <speaking> in <Hebrew> and that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion that once it gets out to the Midbar, the mitzvah has been done. And uh, it's all been accomplished. And then, of course, Tumat Kadim kicks in. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up in the next podcast with the beginning of the very short 7th parak, which concludes our description of the Avodav, the Kohen Gadol in Yom Kippur. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.